0: Hello Kindalach. <clears throat> I'm sorry my voice is a little bit weak because I have a cold but I hope you'll understand and appreciate this beautiful story I'm going to tell you now. Yesterday on Shabbos Pashis Noyach was the yard site of a holy tzaddik. His name was Rabbi Yisrael of Rishon. He was known by the Tzemach Tzedek, he was called as the holy regioner, the heilic regina. <clears throat> the tzemach tzedek um, respected him a lot. and said great things about him. Matter of fact, when the holy regina passed away, on the day he passed away, he lived hundreds of miles away from the tzemach tzedek. Tzemach tzedek lived in Lubavitch, in white Russia. The regioner lived in the Ukraine, in a different country. The day the Rizhina passed away, the Tzemach Tzedek suddenly called over one of his sons and said to him, please tear my garment, my jacket. You know, you tear your jacket, chas v'shalom, and somebody loses a family member, like a parent or a sibling, you have to tear your clothes. It's a mitzvah. That's how you mourn, that's how you, you show sadness. When Rebbe, when a great tzaddik passes away, you also do that. On Gimel Tammuz, when the Rebbe uh, was nistalik, everybody tore their their garments. The tzaddik said he wants to tear his garment. Nobody knew why. So the Rebetzin came in, the tzaddik's Rebetzin came in and says, why are you tearing your clothes? He said, the Rizhiner, the holy Rizhiner just passed away. was now nistalik, far away from here. There was no telephones in those days, there's no um, telegrams, there was no computers. You couldn't, f- couldn't have found that out in such a short time. It would have probably taken several weeks before a letter came all the way from the Ukraine to let the people in Lubavitch know that the holy region had passed away two weeks earlier. But that he knew the same day and he tore his garment. That's how close that Tzema was with him, that he felt it. So here's a story about the Rizhiner. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but the Rizhiner, similar to the Alta Rebbe, was in prison. And why was he in prison? Because some not such good people decided to tell the Tsar, the king of Russia, that the holy Rizhiner is a bad person because he wants to <clears throat> overthrow the government. The Rizhina himself wants to be king. He wants to be the next czar. And he wants to make a war against the czar and kill him and become the, the Rizhina will come the next czar. Can you imagine such a ridiculous accusation of the holy Rizhina? A tzaddik, a Rebbe, has nothing else to do but to become a king over a bunch of millions of Russian boors and presents. But that's what they told the king and the king didn't like Jews very much in fact he hated them a lot so when he heard this accusation against the Rebbe a tzaddik that tens and thousands of Jews go to him and respect him and they ask him for his brachas and they ask him to daven for them and they go to hear his Torah when he heard that there was such an accusation against the Rebbe (coughs) who is so important to the Jewish people he said yeah we got to put him in prison this is a dangerous man Well, the visionary was put in prison for two years. And somehow, somebody managed to get him out, to sneak him out from prison, tell another time the story of how he was snuck out of the prison. And he was carried across the border to another country. The country is called Austria. (coughs) Here I'll tell you the story of how he was carried over the border. It's an amazing story. There was a man by the name Noson Shimon. Nussen Shimon lived in a city called Yazi. Yazi was not far from the border between a country called Moldavia. Today, Moldavia is maybe part of Russia, but in those days, Moldavia was a separate part, separate country. Yazi is in Moldavia, and is near the border with Austria, not far maybe a couple of miles. This Nosen Shimon, when he was young, he was a Talmud Chochem, he learned a lot of Torah. He was also a businessman, he was married. But then he did a lot of business and hung out with a lot of Goyim. He traveled a lot for business and he learned a lot from the ways of the Goyim that he did business with. So he slowly, slowly, slowly stopped doing Jewish things. He stopped keeping Shabbos, he stopped putting on tefillin, he stopped learning Torah, of course, and eventually even stopped eating kosher food. But Nosher Shimon <coughs> wanted to be a good Jew, but he just, the Yeh Sahara was too big. Too big of a Yeh Sahara. Shimon was married, as I said before, but didn't have children. He was married for 10 years, didn't have children. His wife and him almost gave up. His wife said to him, listen, Shimon, why don't you go to a great tzaddik? His name is Reb of Premishlan. Reb Meir Primishlan was a great tzaddik, and many people would go to him to ask for brachas. So go to him and ask him for a brachas. We wish I have children. Maybe he'll do a nes, a moifas, a miracle. Listen, Shimon said, no, I can't go to him because look, look at me, I'm not keeping Shabbos anymore. I'm not eating kosher, how can I go to the tzaddik? I'm embarrassed, I, I, I don't want to go. So, Nasushima didn't go and he waited till one day Nasushima got sick. He went to the doctor and the doctor checked him out and said, oh no, you're very sick. I don't think I can help you. You have a very, 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 very serious sickness and I don't know what to do about it. You better go home and rest. Maybe you'll see a miracle, but I, I, I don't think you're going to survive. And you know went home and was very sick and stayed in bed and he got sicker and sicker and weaker and weaker until one night he had a dream. In his dream, he saw a man with a white beard and long pace. And the man said to him, Nusen Shimon, Nusen Shimon, why don't you come to me? Your wife has told you to come to me, to ask me for a bracha. Don't you know who I am? I'm mayor of Primishlam. This is why you're sick. If you promise me that you'll come to me next Shabbos. Next Shabbos was Parshish Ekev, Yechumish Devarim. If you come to me next Shabbos to Prim you'll get better. And in his dream, Nosher Shimon had no choice because otherwise he's going to die from the sickness. So he told the of yes, I promise I'll come to you for Shabbos. And suddenly, Nosher Shimon wakes up and he starts feeling better. And like within an hour, he felt all good as if he was never sick. He couldn't believe it. He got up out of his bed and he walked around and he felt like he was totally healthy. And then he remembered the dream that he had made a promise to the Tzaddik Reb Meyrel of Primishlan and that he must fulfill his promise. Also, who knows, he might fall sick again. So, in order to stay healthy, he better go to Reb Meir of Primishlan for Shabbos. As I said, it was Pashas Akev. Nosn Shimma traveled to Primishlan. And Meir al Primishlan gave him an aliyah to the Torah on Shabbos. Parshas Ekev. Nusun Shimon was a Kohen. So he gave him the Kohen Aliyah, the first Aliyah to the Torah, he gave to Nusun Shimon. Meir al Primishlan was the Baal Kohen. He read from the Torah himself. So he called him, Reb Shimon, Ben Chaim Yankel HaKohen. He called him up for the first Aliyah. But the Shimon said the bruches, and Rabbi Meir started reading from the Torah. And in Pasha Ekev, when you read the first part, the first Aliyah of the Torah, you start reading in Pasha Ekev, what does it say? Moshe Rabbeinu promises the Jewish people that if they do the mitzvahs and follow Hashem's ways, then Hashem will give them blessings. Brachis. <clears throat> they'll be rich and they'll be healthy. And also, they'll have children. And the pasuk reads, "La There will be no husband and wife that will be childless. They will all have you will all have children. I promise says Moshe Rabbeinu. When Remeil pre started reading that pasuk, "La <clears throat> he finished the pasuk and finished the aliyah and started telling to Nusun Shimon. Listen to me, Nelson Shimon. I need a promise from you. Nelson Shimon, you have connections to uh, smugglers, people that are very good at smuggling across the border. You guys want to know smuggling across the border? Because if you are a citizen of one country, you can't go across the, other, the border to another country unless you have... You're not uh, a criminal unless you're not a bad person. But what if the country you're coming from thinks you should be arrested because you've done something wrong? Then the police from that country will not let you go through the border. But Shimon, because of his business, he had a lot of friends amongst the goyim who were very friendly with some of the police that were standing by the border, especially the chief of the police. He was in charge of all the police by the border. Especially by the border that was near the city of Yassi, where Nussen Shimon lived. There was the border between Moldavia and the country of Austria. And Nussen Shimon and his friends knew very well the chief of the police. They used to send them money and presents, and he always did favors to them. So Rameyel says, I know you have close friends with the, with the people that know the chief of the police, and you know him too. And I'm telling you there will be a day, not today, someday, where you will help a Jew, a Yisroel. He said the word Yisroel. Yisroel also means a Jew. But he said didn't say the word Jew. He said the word Yisroel. You will have to help a Jew Yisroel. And you will help him go across the border, even though it's very dangerous. You're going to do it for him. And if you promise me now that you're going to do it when the time comes, I promise you a child. Rabbi al-Pribishlano read that possek twice. He says, he's going to read it twice. And that's going to be a bracha for Nosan Shimon, that he would have a child after 10, 15 years of marriage where he didn't have children, couldn't have children. Nosan Shimon thought for a moment, and says, Rebbe, I promise, I'll put my life in danger just to save this Jew who you say one day will need me to help him. <coughs> Reb Meirel said, I promised you this year, you'll have a child. And lo and behold, Nusr went back home and a year later, he had a baby boy. A while passed by, Nusr is sleeping at night. In the middle of the night, there's a knock on his door. When he looks outside the window, he sees two Hasidim he opens the door, says, we are messengers, shluchim, of Rebbe al of who send us right now to wake you up and to tell you, now is the time when you need to save this person called Yisrael. <clears throat> and this is the time you have to da- endanger your life to get him across the border to save his life. Because he's in danger, because the czar wants to catch him. And the soldiers are looking for him. Nusra Shimon put on his clothes quickly and went outside in the streets. He didn't see anyone. Finally, he's walking and walking. The whole city of Yassi was asleep. Everybody was at home sleeping. There was almost nobody in the streets. Then he sees a wagon from far away. Goes over to the wagon. He looks through the window in the wagon. He sees a man with a very special face, with a long beard and payas. He says, that must be the the Jew Yisrael. And he climbs into the wagon. says, And, And the first thing the Rizhina says to him, My name is Isol. So he should know that this is the man that Rameir al told him to save. Nusr Shimon didn't waste any time. He told the wagon driver, come take us quickly to the border. To my house, first to my house. He went to his house. He got some money and some various presents in his house and then went straight to the border. When they got to the border, the police said, okay, who is in the wagon? We got to check his papers. Got to see if he's a criminal or something, that he did something wrong, but the Tsar wants to arrest him. We got to find out who he is. So Shimanousen jumped out of the wagon, went over quickly to the head of the police, and they knew each other well. He said to him, listen, listen, listen. My friend, I need you to help me out. And <coughs> Don't worry, I'll give you something really special. A very big gift. The chief of police, of course, knew already that Sheminist Nilsson will give it to him. (coughs) Because he's done it before. And (coughs) the chief of police went and suddenly blew a siren. The siren started sounding, ringing all over the station. (coughs) (coughs) All over the station. And when the siren was sounding, it meant that all the police officers... Officers who are standing outside by the border on guard, and it's freezing cold outside, they can come into the building. There's a building which belongs to the police. They come inside the building and warm themselves, get a little bit more warm, and have some hot coffee and tea, and they have to have a talk with the chief. <clears throat> and the chief pretended that he needs to guard all the police. He made the sirens go off. And all the police officers left the border right away, and they were so happy, they don't have to stand in the cold, and they went inside the building and gathered around some hot coffee. In the meantime, Nusen Shimenu, knew this is the moment. He took the wagon, went into the wagon, told the wagon, come on, whip the horses fast, fast, fast. The police is gone. While they're gone, we're going to escape. We're going to run onto the other side. But the other side, there was a river. You didn't get into Austria, the other country, until... You had to cross the river, but how are you going to cross the river? There's no boats. So Shimon said, Rebbe, you're going to climb on my shoulders and I'm going to take you across the river. The river is dangerous. It's a freezing cold. There was a lot of ice, but I'll take you across, Rebbe, on my shoulders. <coughs> Shimon started walking to the water deeper and deeper and deeper, and there was ice all over. He pushed away the ice. It was freezing. His legs were freezing cold, but he didn't stop. He kept walking till it was almost like he almost drowned. But he didn't stop. He kept walking. He kept his head above water. <clears throat> At one point, the yarmulke of the Rebbe fell off. And the Rebbe says, "Sheminus, I'm not prepared to continue until they give him my yarmulke. Sheminusin went and, and, and reached into the water and found the yarmulke and gave it back to the Rebbe. At one point, Sheminusin said to the Rebbe, Rebbe, you see, I'm endangering my life for you. Please promise me that if I do chuva, for all my averas, as you know, I did a lot of averas. But if I do tshuva, will I go to Olam Haba? <clears throat> and the Rebbe was quiet, he didn't say anything. Shimon kept walking, and then he stopped again. Rebbe, please, please, you see what I'm doing for you? I'm putting my life in danger. Look, I almost died and drowned. And I'm freezing, my body's freezing. I can die from it, but I'm doing it for you. Can you please do something, you're a tzaddik, you can help me. Make Promise me I will have Ulam Haba. And the Rebbe said, Shemannusen, I promise you, you will have Ulam Haba. And so Shemannusen, it was a long journey across the river. Several times he almost drowned, and almost died, but he made it across the river and got the Rebbe to the other side of the river. And so the Rebbe had to find a house now. they found a house, a place, a hotel, and they they got in there and now they were in Austria, in another country, he was safe. At least for the moment, the Rebbe was safe. And that's how Shimon Nusson saved the Holy region's his life. He went back to the city of Yasi. He crossed the border back to his, to Moldavia, to his own city, to Yasi. And from that day on, Shimon Nussen left his business, left all the goyim that he was doing business with. And he went, he had enough money, to live and he started learning and davening all day he just went into the base Medrash and day and night he just davened and learned Torah until one day he died he died doing Tshuva and as the Holy Rishon has said that because he risked his life to save the rishon's life he saved such a Heleget tzaddik. his Neshama went to Gan Eden and that's this part of the story again as I said this is a long story Many, many parts, but at least this part of the story with Shimon Nusen and how he saved the Rebbe across the river that I just told you.